Blog Talk Radio. Slow down, touch your life. Don't you know there's friends to be found? Lift your eyes and see the world. Welcome. To the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network, sponsored by Sunbury Press, the publisher of paperback, hardcover, and ebooks in a variety of categories distributed worldwide wherever books are sold. I'm Lawrence Noor, your host, and today we have Captain Hooter talking about Captain Hooter's Connoisseur's Guide to Amsterdam Coffee Shops. One man on a mission. Go to, to go to every single coffee shop in Amsterdam in search of the best of the best. Multi-year cannabis cup judge and worldwide herbal connoisseur, Captain Hooter, has meticulously researched this connoisseur's guide to Amsterdam coffee, sh- coffee shops. The captain went to every coffee shop in the centrum, the north, south, east, and west suburbs. He tried and tested them all and picked out the best of the best. Captain Hooter did all the work for you, and we have him, the captain, here today. Welcome, Captain. Hola. How are you, sir? Very, very good. My my first question is, where did the Captain Hooter moniker come from? Okay. So the Because we <laughs> all know that's your was... real name. <laughs> no, no, Captain. So think of Captain Hooter like uh, Hulk Hogan. Okay, it was a character that was created for a person uh, for a, a specific uh, cause. In this case, um, when once the concept for writing this book was established, and I saw the task that was ahead of me, I decided that. This wasn't a normal job. This was a job for some sort of a superhero or or somebody that was going to be, you know, very meticulous about this. A mission, uh, you know, this is a mission, a military mission. So da 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 da. I created Captain Hooter. Actually, Captain Hooter was a nickname from somebody that I had known from years and years ago, and then somebody else had mentioned a Captain Hooter, and then I, as years went on, anytime there was some great uh, cannabis challenge uh, that was ahead of you. So this is a job for Captain Hooter. And then years later, here we were, and boom, Captain Hooter became official. Wow. Well, it really has a nice <laughs> ring to it. And, and it wouldn't work if it was like Lieutenant Hooter or Sergeant Hooter or General Hooter. General Hooter would sound too official, so Captain. <laughs> it needed to and, be uh, Captain the only, Hooter. The only thing about the Hooter, you know, in the U.S. we have Hooters restaurants, and then mm. it sort of uh, implies something completely different than uh, cannabis. Well, and, and you know what, though? I think that it also kind of shows an era. Um, again, I told you this was years and years ago that I knew this guy, and the guy that I knew was kind of a hippie. Uh, maybe went back to that. And in those days, when you, when you smoked a joint, you smoked a hooter. Um, that, was a, that was a normal slang terminology, a doobie or a hooter. And so... Uh, you know, voila. Hey, it's working now. Well, there, you, <laughs> there you have it. Very appropriate and uh, an excellent, excellent moniker. And it certainly worked. So tell us a little bit about the guide, uh, how this came together. And it was a lot of work. You might, you might talk about your, uh, your adventure in putting it together. 
Right. Well, um, it, it, this this all started. Uh, you know, um, uh, I had been in the uh, uh, hospitality and meeting industry for about 30 years in very high-end uh, uh, elements in that part of the business. Traveled all around the world, been to every great hotel, resort, uh, restaurant that you can imagine. And and during those 30 years, I developed. Uh, you know, I'm 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 a normal, meticulous person. I like to. Uh, learn as much as I can about everything I can. I became infatuated with cigars and uh, went to the the very highest level of what you can do uh, uh, as far as being a good uh, cigar connoisseur. I went to the Big Smoke in Las Vegas and you know got to hang out with all the greatest uh, cigar providers. Uh, I became a whiskey uh, drinker, a whiskey connoisseur. I've driven and went all the way through the entire whiskey highway in Scotland and went with one of the greatest uh, experts in the world who who took me through and really educated me to the, the best level that I can. And over the years, I did the same thing with cannabis. And I used to come here to Amsterdam, um, you know, every couple of years and attend the High Times Cannabis Cups. And uh, you didn't really have to be an expert to be one of the judges of the Cannabis Cups. But what you did is you, got able, you were able to go hang out with all of the experts in those days. So Jack Herrera and you know Steve uh, 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 Steve the uh, uh, the gentleman who is the uh, the editor from uh, High Times for many years, who is a, a, a brilliant guy. Um, uh, the chef raw who was the gentleman who used to be the first guy really who was published who used to cook with cannabis and all of these top people who came from the united states and came from all these other places in order to sample the very best in those days the very best cannabis that you could so you know through those years i developed a uh, you know I, at least to a uh, the satisfaction of many, myself and many others, a, a very high-end tolerance and quality standard for what great cannabis and what a great coffee shop experience should be. So fast forward yeah. many years. Four years ago, I moved here to Amsterdam, and one of my friends, when I first moved here, he goes, okay, man, I'm going to come visit you. What's the best coffee shop in town? And I answered him. I said, I, I don't know. I haven't I've been to all of them. And he goes, dude, you need to go to all of them. And literally right there was where Captain Hooter was created. Okay, well, how many are there? Well, there's 169 coffee shops. Okay, well, let's. how do you have to do this? Well, the laws say that you can only have five grams per day, so the maximum you could do was five coffee shops per day. All right, let's pull it out. Let's Google this first. Make sure nobody else has done this. Okay, well, there's there's people, but nobody's ever done one person has never done it. Okay, great. So here's what it's going to take. And again, that's how Captain Hooter was created, and then I started the process and started going five coffee shops a day, and I did it for you know two and a half months, I think, straight. Um, and before I had to take a break because I'm from one of the coffee shops while I was testing it. Oh, no. And uh, it just killed my lungs. <laughs> and for two weeks, I, I, was, I felt horrible. And that taught me a great lesson also. Um, uh, in, in, in during this entire process, while you're doing all of these back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back, one of the things I started to realize was that a lot of the names and the labels of what you think that you were buying here wasn't necessarily what you were getting. And if it said it was this, it could be something completely different. So I really learned in within the first two weeks that I had to really up my game as far as 
understanding what I was working with and the strains and really forgetting what I was being told it was and really using my senses properly to identify what it was. And so uh, I went to a gentleman named Max Montrose from the uh, Tricome Institute, and he was able to uh, advise me how to go through a process called interpreting. And uh, I went and got all of his goodies and really kind of went back to the books. And while I was going and testing, I started applying all these things. And pretty soon I knew exactly what I was looking at in every one of these coffee shops. And then the thing that I, I ended up doing was uh, going through all of these coffee shops, I picked out 21 that were really great coffee shops. Then I went in and I picked out great restaurants that were close to those coffee shops. So I paired them with the the coffee shops. So, you know, if you're going to go out into the east and you're going to go to the stud, you should be able to go to that great little breakfast restaurant place that's right close by and go get some of those red velvet pancakes or the outstanding Eggs Benedict first thing in the morning. Um, same thing with all of the restaurant, all of the uh, coffee shops. I, I put together something really fun to do, and uh, uh, a great restaurant with each one of them. Um, I was going to say, we appreciate <laughs> all the hard work you've done. I didn't realize what a sacrifice it must have been, especially that that period when it was, uh, you know, a little nasty for your health. But uh, this, you know, it, this was obviously no doubt, not you know, some it's, amateur. It's, approach this is very <laughs> professional well and i did and i took photographs of everything i had a form that i filled out for every single shop and i didn't just rate this based upon the quality of the cannabis i'm thinking about if somebody is coming in brand new uh that has never been to a coffee shop before what kind of experience are they going to have here can i recommend this to any of my friends who are going to come and visit me and that was what this was really based upon. This is a book for my friends when they come to visit me. So I couldn't – it was completely done with love and consideration. And also I used a lot of the skills that I had learned through the years. You know, you've, you're familiar with the Michelin uh, rating guide for all of the restaurants. I did essentially yeah. the same thing here. I, did, I used the exact same language. I asked for the exact same things in every single place that I went to. And then I had – I was shocked. I mean, some of the places that I had uh, considered to be some of the better coffee shops in town, when I went in and did the same thing on the day that I went for testing, they did very poorly. Um, <laughs> I had I had several of the some of the bigger name coffee shops that did not perform well um, when I actually went on the days to go do the test, including my favorite coffee shop for the last 25 years. They they didn't even come close to making my list. Um, but the ones that did make my list are all outstanding coffee shops, and uh, they all performed well, and they all cared. And that was something that um, became a, a real focal point for my book because, you know, you have to remember that there's like 17 million people that come to this city every single year, and 25 to 30 percent of the people come to a coffee shop, and a lot of those are right there in the centrum. So. These, these coffee shops have an unlimited flow of fresh new customers coming in every single day. And yeah. it, sometimes it, it, it's overwhelming. It's really busy down there sometimes. And it's very difficult for these bud tenders and some of these coffee shops to um, continue to maintain a high hospitality focus. 
Um, one of the things I mentioned in the book is, you know, there's a lot of coffee shops that sell the cannabis like, like it's hamburgers um, and, and really have no respect for the bud and, and really don't have a lot of uh, information or education about the bud. And uh, one of the other things, if you're looking on YouTube, you can see a video. I spoke at the uh, Liberation Day um, uh, conference last year here in the, uh, Amsterdam when the book was uh, just about to be released. And one of the focal points and one of the things that we talked about there was about the way that here in the Netherlands, a lot of the bud tenders tend to um, touch uh, slash manhandle uh, the cannabis with their fingers while they're moving it and weighing it out and preparing it for people. And that's something that in North America you normally don't see very often. Um, you never, hardly ever see that in Canada. And even in Barcelona, you don't see people handling the cannabis, or they handle it with gloves. Um, and it was one of the things that really shocked me the most when I first moved here to Amsterdam was how much people touch, you know, you'd say, oh, I like that bud, and 10 separate fingers would come in to touch one bud. And it, it became really apparent to me quickly that, uh, people either didn't understand the microbiological uh, elements of, you know, don't touch that because there's trichomes on the top of there that help to keep that potent and wonderful that you're knocking off with your fingers when you're handling it like that. Um, and or, But what it actually turned out to be, for the most part, is that here culturally, that's just the way it's always been. And they've always handled it that way. Um, and it's only just since, actually, since that that show and a little bit, uh, uh, even now, uh, the two days ago, I went into a shop and everyone in the shop is now using um, uh, tweezers and uh, like chopsticks to to move the bud for the first time. I've seen that here, so I kind of feel like I've had a little impact, <laughs> at least recently. Oh, uh, here's, here's the captain. Get on your best yeah, behavior. Uh oh, <laughs> don't touch your bud. <laughs> so the so the book well, has a rating for every coffee shop yes. that you visited, and I guess it's all of them, right? You have at least some yes. information about all of them, and you really highlight the best. So the book yes. is for sale. I know you can get it anywhere books are sold, but it's also for sale in Amsterdam at a lot of these coffee shops. Is that correct? Absolutely. You know, um, I, I'm really fortunate that I've got two in particular, well, three of the very best spots that I could I can recommend anybody to go get the book. First of all, if you come into the train station, as soon as you come off the train station, straight across, you walk across the street. There's the coffee shop information center. It's right there. It's where you go to get information about the coffee shops. Bam, there's my book right in there. The other place is the number one best um, head shop in town, which is right on the Domstraat, and it's called The Old Man. And you can't miss it. It's where everybody travels. It's one of the most popular streets in the entire city. And the other place I have it is at the, in the east is a place called The Stud, and it's The Stud Store. And um, on, um, number one, it's one of the best coffee shops in town. Number two, they've probably got the best clothing line, I think, of, of all kinds of different things to wear, everything from uh, the tennis shoes to the hats to the jerseys to pretty much everything that are all kind of cannabis-related. And number three, it's the coffee shop that is open the earliest in the morning 
from when you come and you land. So if you're flying in from the United States or you fly in from Canada, most all the time people arrive in the morning early, like before 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, right? No coffee shops are open around there. And people, when they're you know, good smokers, proper smokers, they want to get a coffee shop. They got to get that first joint. Well, the best place, the closest place, and this is a scoop for all of your listeners, the best place, the closest place that's open that early in the morning is the stud. And that's the one that's in the east. And that's also the one that has that really great um, restaurant that's close by that serves an amazing breakfast. So... If wow. that's a, just one reason by itself to go buy the book, all by itself, right? Well, <laughs> thank you for that hot tip, Captain. You know, we're a little <laughs> bit more than halfway through already. I wanted to get to your bud reports here, and then we'll talk about uh, Barcelona. So the bud report, I know above and beyond the book now, you're also doing something on YouTube that, uh, that uh, I'd like the listeners to hear about. Can you tell us about your bud reports? Well, it's uh, something that kind of developed out of the book, and uh, but uh, something that is a perfect companion to the book, um, and it came up from some requests because um, people were asking me again every week. Okay, so what what are you looking at this week? So what I did is I created the Bud Report, and what I do is during the course of the week, I go to five different coffee shops, I go and five buy five different buds. And then I come back and I shoot the video like it's a fashion model. I'm going to become the <laughs> Hugh Hefner of, of, of cannabis here. I spin them around under a beautiful light, and then I zoom in and go all the way down with a microscope down to the trichome level. And that way the people that are just looking for beautiful buds will see the beautiful buds, the ones that are really hardcore connoisseurs and uh, growers and such will then be able to look down and see the trichomes and understand exactly how this is grown, how it was picked, if it was, you know, if it was flushed. You can see everything by shooting down at that level. Then what I do is I give uh, the information about what the cost is and how I'm using that specific strain. So if I I have a strain that is a, a indica dominant. It'll probably be something that I'll try and say, okay, this is going to be a really great bud for you to smoke just before you go to bed. Uh, don't try to go out and go mow the lawn after you've smoked something like this. And that's one of the things I'm really doing with these bud reports is, you know, trying to also, you know, I, since I started smoking, I always used cannabis as a tool. Um, I, in the mornings, I smoke uh, strong sativas that give me energy and creativity um, for my wake and bake. In the afternoons, I will go with uh, normally go with a, a light hybrid, um, a light uh, indica hybrid. But I only microdose. I don't take big hits in the afternoon because it'll it'll put you on a couch, you know, and you can't get anything done that way. And then when I'm ready to slow down and ready to stop for the night, then I'll go into some of my great indicas. And, you know, that's what I'm really trying to get across to everybody is, you know, look at these different types of buds. And, you know, for me, again, using them as a tool for whatever your your goal is. When you come to the coffee shops here, they always ask you, do you want to get high or do you want to get stoned? And for me, you know, I don't ever think about it either way that way. I always think about it, no, I just want to uh, focus on what I'm smoking with and taste this and see what kind of terpenes I can I can taste and see what kind of effect is it 
you know, because I never smoke a ton of it at any particular time, even though it looks like it, right? I'm going through uh, five grams a week or five grams a right. day when I was doing the book, you would think. But even when I was doing the book, I would only smoke probably a half a gram a day, and then I was doing photos of it, you know, a half a gram of, of each one of those samples. So it wasn't a tremendous amount, at least for None me. None of it ever but I did waste, have, though. <laughs> no, no, and and I had a, a gentleman that was working with me in the beginning who was doing the uh, close-up shots with me, so I was I was able to share with him a little bit also. So <laughs> good. So I I know uh, you're about to leave very soon. I believe tomorrow morning on a long road trip to Barcelona and uh, back to Spanibus. Tell us about what's in store. Well, the, um, this is going to be my second time uh, going to Spanibus. Um, I was there last year uh, writing an article for uh, Cannabis Culture magazine. And if you uh, Google it online, you can look at Captain Hooter and Spanibus, and you'll see the story from last year. And uh, I created kind of an A-team to go with me last year of experts and got a chance to go and check out the very best uh, cannabis clubs and uh, went through the entire Spanibus and met all of the exhibitors and saw everything that was going on there, uh, not really knowing that this year I'm going to be an actual exhibitor there. And uh, I, was, I got incredibly lucky um, just at the point where I knew that my book was going to be published. I put my name on a waiting list to get into Spanibus, which is, you know, again, one of the, uh, the premier uh, cannabis events in Europe every year. And um, I got incredibly lucky, and somebody canceled. And uh, so I had an opportunity. I had like uh, less than 24 hours to uh, pick out the booth if I if I wanted to have it. And I got lucky in another author who created another book um, uh, got in touch with me, and we ended up splitting the booth. And so we're able cool. to make it to Spanibus this year, and uh, I'm very excited. I've got a whole team that is going with me that is uh, going to be working with me and helping me with the social media, and we're going to be doing book signings every day. Uh, we're doing a giveaway uh, trip to Amsterdam uh, for people that can come and go bud hunting with Captain Hooter and uh, actually participate in one of my uh, weekend bud reports. And uh, we are very excited uh, to meet uh, everybody at Spanibus. We've, again, last year I met so many great, amazing people, and uh, we're excited to go back this year. And, uh, and this is, for me, very exciting. This is my first time uh, actually exhibiting amongst my people like this. And uh, uh, we've got a ton of really wonderful uh, influencers from Instagram and Facebook and Twitter that are that are already all around all over the place. And I'm going to go share uh, as much as I know and learn as much as I can from all of these great people that are that are coming to Spanibus. How many attend Spanibus? Uh, it, I've heard all kinds of different numbers. Uh, I think last year it was something like 5,000 a day. Um, mm -hmm. It was packed last year, and it was really warm um, uh, on the, on the, uh, the, during the whole weekend. So I'm hoping for at least that many people, maybe more this year. Um, it's, it's, it's quite an amazing experience. I mean, all of the, the great breeders and the, the, the seed uh, companies and 
a lot of the different coffee shops from Barcelona and from uh, a few from Amsterdam are there. Um, if you ever wanted to go and learn anything about any element of cannabis, this is the place that you go to. Um, they have speakers in every single category from every effect and all of the medicinal, from uh, the scientific. I mean, it's it, it's the holy grail. It's the Super Bowl and the World Series of uh, cannabis all under one roof. And a ton of amazing characters and live entertainment. And they have food trucks with um, the, all the, every kind of possible thing that you can imagine to eat and dine with. And tons of VIPs and celebrities that come through every year. I had a blast last year. I had an absolute blast. So I'm expecting to have at least that much fun this year. And, um, you know, and again, get a chance to meet all of my people and sign some books and uh, well, let's have hope some fun. So. I know there's a... Yeah, <laughs> I know there's a truckload of books waiting for you, and uh, let, let's hope you just fly through them and yeah. run out at some point. That would be awesome. Absolutely. Uh, well, so, you know, and I took I took your advice also. I created a ton of flyers, and we have a great flyers that have a QR code on the front of them that allow people to scan uh, and goes right to the uh, uh, Amazon right there in the, uh, the Spanish version of uh, Amazon. And uh, I've got the format so I can – change that QR code for any time I do a book signing in the future, and it'll take you right to the appropriate Amazon closest to them. Well, Captain, it's hard to believe this, but we have about three minutes to go only. Time has flown. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy cow, I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever had a I show might have went on and on. <laughs> oh, I'm awfully excited. No. I'm sorry. You can, I hope we'll you can hear that. We'll have to have you back. I'm, after Spanibus yeah. and get a get an update on how it went. I want to ask you quick though. I, I know you've done a book about Amsterdam. Is yep. there any other location that you're thinking about having a, another similar book or something like it? Well, I've been working on some, a couple of different things. One of them is that uh, if you if you uh, if you go to Instagram, uh, you'll see that I started a series on Instagram on Captain Hooter. It's called Captain Hooter's Combos. And one of the things I've been doing is taking uh, cannabis, specific strains of cannabis, and blending them, just like you would do pairings, with uh, wine, beer, whiskey, chocolate milk, uh, tea, <laughs> an assort wow. uh, uh, donuts, specific cookies, uh, an assortment of different things, uh, Captain Hooter combos. And they've become very popular and um, uh, I've had some requests of maybe doing a full book of that. I've also been putting together a list of all of the uh, greatest coffee shops uh, in the Netherlands that are not in Amsterdam. And I have to tell you that some there are some magnificent coffee shops that have elements to them that you cannot find in Amsterdam that are in places like Rotterdam and uh, and, 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 and all of the other fantastic uh, uh, Dutch cities that are still allowing coffee shops. And and I think that's going to be probably my next direction. Wow. Well, looking forward to that for sure. <laughs> and you are uh, going to be on the road. Wish you some safe travels on your way to Barcelona. Thank you, sir. May that go well. And may your, I understand you're stopping in Belgium briefly, hopefully not, yes. not distracting you too much. 
Well, as I mentioned, you know, you develop a bit of a connoisseur taste to things, and, and one of the things I did develop a taste for is, is beer, and it just so happens on the way to Barcelona, there's a Trappist monastery called West Flatland, which is allegedly makes the best beer in the world. And I'm getting up early in the morning to drive to the monastery to go get, you can only get maybe two or three six-packs at a time, but it's worth the drive, and I'll pick up some Trappist uh, pate and some Trappist cheese just to make the rest of my journey a little bit uh, uh, less nibbly. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. Much appreciated. We've been talking to Captain Hooter, the author of Captain Hooter's Connoisseur's Guide to Amsterdam Coffee Shops. And we certainly hope to have him back after Spanibus, which is happening this weekend, or this coming weekend, March, I believe it's 12th. The 14th to the 16th, and uh, that is in Barcelona. Thank you for joining. Mm-hmm.